what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here with some special coverage as we're getting ready for the Amazing Race 31 premiere this Wednesday night. And we have an interview today with Phil Kogan, host of the Amazing Race. So, and with me to uh, talk with Phil in uh, just a moment is uh, the great Jessica Leith. Jessica, how are you? I'm bouncing off the walls, Rob. I'm so excited to talk to Phil. You don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will uh, talk to Phil as uh, we're gearing up for the meeting of the finest minds from the amazing race survivor and big brother all in one place. Uh, this Wednesday night, originally it was going to be the middle of May. We bumped it up now to this Wednesday night. And uh, of course uh, we will have our podcast coverage kicking off this Wednesday though. I will be in Philadelphia with Steven Fishback doing the uh, live know-it-alls from Philadelphia. So Jessica, you and Mike Bloom will have control of the podcast for Wednesday night's recap. Oh, you will be missed, Rob. I I am so excited to get your first impressions of this season. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to kind of suck to have to wait a whole week to hear you talk about it. Yeah, well, I will be back with uh, with you, too, after I get back from Philadelphia. I believe that the plan is we'll record our recaps on Thursday night uh, to not interfere with Survivor on Wednesday night and uh, the regular weekly editions of the Know-It-All. So uh, we'll have our recaps coming up on Thursday. We will also have our Amazing Race exit interviews returning uh, this Woo-hoo. season. Then, of course, on uh, Thursday, I'm going to be flying back from Philadelphia uh jess is at work but we have a great person to uh pick up the amazing race exit interview taryn armstrong is going to have our amazing race exit interview for you on thursday and then i will get back on track on thursdays for the amazing race exit interviews and we might just uh, make that all into one podcast on a thursday where we have uh the exit interview as part of the recap that i do with jess and mike coming up all right so Jess, uh, any other business we need to get out of the way about the amazing race before we talk to Phil? Um, I've got some exciting uh, coverage. I'm not going to be doing any regular coverage for anybody but you, Rob. Okay. But I've got an article dropping on primetimer.com, which is a brand new TV website that's just launched. Um, and it's about the reality TV resumes of each of the Amazing Race contestants. And that's been a lot of fun to write. And it should be out around the same time this podcast drops. So yes. I hope everybody checks it out. Well, we know that Survivor players in particular are very focused on their resumes. It's true. It's it's an important facet of the game nowadays, unless you hate the concept of the survivor resume, in which case it's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see if anybody has their address at 4444 edge of extinction drive. Just before we get Phil on the line, let me go ahead and take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And those are friends over at the dating uh, app ship and People are shipping away on the new dating app ship that lets you set your friends up or be set up by your friends and people that you invite to be in your crew because the way that it works is that you, the single person, gets to invite all of your friends, whether they're in relationships or not, into your crew so you can go ahead and see what's going on and see who's the right person for your friend. And Jess, I uh, talk about this here with you today because I know that you are in in a crew on ship. Well, I'm in many crews, oh, Rob. Are. I got to tell you. How did you get into as so an, many crews? 
Well, I'll just put it out there to everybody. Get this app, slide into my DMs on social media, and I will get in your crew and I will swipe for you because something about this app is just scratching an itch I didn't know I had. I don't want to date anybody. I don't want to be on the market. I enjoy being married and I am 150% happy with the relationship I'm in, but <laughs> it's so much fun to pick people for other people. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm starting to really get a handle on what my friends are looking for. And we're whenever we match, Kurt it makes me very excited that you are uh, putting people through though that uh he said that that you were being more liberal with your yeses and he said that i'm I'm, uh, being like the soup nazi it's true it but it is a victory whenever i match somebody that kurt likes i'm like i am getting a hang of what kurt wants and i'm gonna find the woman of his dreams okay we'll we'll talk offline you can tell me what uh kurt wants so go ahead and get in on all the fun on ship Dating is more fun when you do it with friends. Download Ship for free at getshipped.com slash R-H-A-P. That's G-E-T-S-H-I-P-P-E-D.com slash R-H-A-P. Getship.com slash R-H-A-P and start today. And it looks like that we have uh, Phil on the line. And so uh, let's go ahead and patch him in. Mallory, who's the guy that has the podcast? Oh. Is it Rob or is it Mike? Rob, yes. Hello, is that Rob? Phil, Phil, is this... Are you the guy, are you the guy with the podcast? Is, is this a, my uh, fellow podcaster, Phil Kogan? Yeah, I'm, I've been so wanting to meet you because I heard you had a podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Phil, you're on with uh, Rob, who has the podcast, and uh, Jessica Lee, our chief Amazing Race correspondent, and it's our uh, pleasure to get to catch up before the big season premiere of the reality star edition of the amazing race. Well, thank you for having me on and then spreading the word. And uh, we love amazing race experts and anybody who wants to watch amazing race. Okay. Well, uh, for certain values of experts. Uh, Okay. First question is, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) No quiz, Phil. Wait, are we on, are we on bucket or are you on Rob as a podcast? Because I'm not sure anymore. Well, that, it could be a podcast clash. <laughs> okay. All right, why don't we do that? I ask a question. You ask a question. We do it that, like that. However, you want to do it. However, you want to do it. Uh, Phil, uh, tell, Phil, tell us about a reality star, amazing race. Uh, what's it like having all these worlds colliding? Well, it's explosive. I'll tell you that. Um, the, the idea really came from fans. Uh, it's been something that's been talked about for a long, long time. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, there are some hardcore, original, amazing race fans who are not necessarily that excited about it or don't really like the idea. And to them, I will say, give it a chance because I am a purist as far as amazing race goes in terms of, you know, my favorite seasons are the seasons where it's, the it's people who have never been on TV before or never been on these shows before. But uh, I was genuinely surprised by what happened. And it's certainly not something we want to do all the time, but I'm really glad we gave it a go this time. It's really cool. I, for one, I'm a fan of across the reality universe and I'm really excited about it, but 
I have to take it in another direction, Phil. The thing that I'm really curious about is there's a lot of old school fans that might be a little mad and probably a few like me that are excited. But what would you say to the people that are coming into the Amazing Race for the first time that have encountered the show now because people from their favorite other shows are on? How do you welcome them in? What's your introductory message? Well, I I like... I like, first of all, I like that we're talking about the elephant in the room because you're absolutely right. If you look online, you will see a lot of the old original Amazing Race fans who do not watch Survivor and do not watch Big Brother. They really don't like this idea. Conversely, there are a lot of Survivor and Big Brother fans who also watch Amazing Race, meaning there are some people who watch all the shows. They love all of the blue chip reality shows that we have on CBS who are extremely excited. You're never ever going to please everybody. The entire audience is totally impossible when you're talking about a show like ours. And, and, and I've been upfront and honest with you and and I'm saying to you that I think one of the reasons that amazing race has been so successful over the years is because we have been pure to the idea of two teams of two from all walks of life, and generally speaking, people who are fish out of water, people who have never, some never owned a passport, some never left their state, some never left being to another country and so on. And then we suddenly throw them out there into the world and we see, see what happens. So to the people who are the purest Amazing Race fans who are like, oh my God, what are we doing? Why are they, why are they doing this? I would say to them, I know we haven't been on for a year, but please be patient because we have season 32 coming up, which is more in line with what those people want. I would also say to them, give this a chance because it surprised me as somebody who prefers the other choice. Give this a chance because it was really interesting to see what happened. You've got people like Rupert and you've got people from the big brother house and Amazing Race, they're all standing at the starting line and they all think they have what it takes to outwit and outplay each other or to to uh, to form alliances and get rid of each other. But this is, at the end of the day, this is Amazing Race. This is not something happening inside four walls. It's not something happening on an island where where, where you create a, a, a world on an island where you keep everybody inside this bubble from the outside world. The outside world doesn't come in. This is a show that takes place on the biggest stage on earth. There is no TV show with a bigger stage because our stage is the world. And there are real life factors that come into play in this show that, that don't play in other shows. So that's the part that to me is really interesting is when you take somebody as cocky as say Rupert is at the start line, who, who then suddenly finds himself dealing with, all kinds of crazy real world challenges that he just hasn't necessarily dealt with before. That's not to take away from any of his other skills, his, his ability to outwit, outplay and outlast anybody else. It's all I'm saying is there's no briefing to these teams when they get to a challenge, like, Oh, this is how the challenge works. Uh, you know, like on a lot of mm-hmm. reality shows, they sort of walk them through it. All right, what you're going to do is you're going to go here, then you're going to jump here, you're going to go there, blah, blah, blah. They rip an envelope and it says, fish like a local fisherman do. Then they got to figure it out. And there might be a local fisherman sitting there fishing, doing his thing, and they can look over and as an example, but 
there's no way to prepare for this. Even those people who have been on Amazing Race before, the only advantage is that, that, that having done it before is that maybe they, they're a little more savvy at moving very fast through an airport. But it's not, it, when it comes down to the challenges, a guy like Rupert uh, or uh, Corinne and Eliza, those, those type of teams, they can bring it. They can bring those life skills that they have and they can, they can outplay anybody who was on Amazing Race before. And that's what makes this so interesting. So what kind of prep do you have to do when these uh, reality star teams come in? And, and not just on uh, this season, but in a season like uh, in previous seasons, like uh, Jess and Cody, uh, that how do you get acquainted with them or do you not treat them any different than the other teams that don't have this uh, history that's on tape? Well, let's not forget that as much as these teams from Big Brother and Survivor have been on those shows and they're savvy to what reality television is, they're, 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 they're like, they're first timers when it comes to amazing race. Right. So they really, it's like starting with a clean slate for them. Right. They don't, they don't know how the show works. They, they, they are first timers. So I just treat them like I would treat any team from anywhere in America, like from Zanesville, Ohio. I don't want to give them any special treatment. The whole point of this is, is it's meant to be about people embracing the opportunity to race around the world for a million dollars, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, and it had really has nothing to, for me, it has nothing to do with whether they've done anything before. I just want to see them bring it. I want to see them embrace, uh, the, the opportunity, make the most of it. That's what's, that's, what's crucial for me. At the end of the day, they got a front up and they're writing our script, right? I mean, what they say, how they react to, the impetus that what we get them to do, that's what we're cutting together. We're cutting their words together. Their reaction is our script. Phil, you, you hit upon something really interesting to me. And the reason that The Amazing Race has been my favorite forever, I mean, apart from having the best host, of course, is um, the fact that... Well, that's not true. <laughs> well, the fact that we get out of out into the world and we get to see so much of the world and... I am wondering, what can you tell us this season about where we're going to go and what we're going to see? Is there any anything tantalizing you can give us? Well, I love when we're able to share a new country with the audience. Um, it's fresh for them. It's fresh for, for us in production. And Laos is a place that we get to for the first time ever. It's a country that's surrounded by five other countries, and it's 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 a landlocked country. It's stunningly beautiful, tropical. It, uh, the, the, uh, there are a large number of people who are Buddhists. And so you see a lot of these beautiful Buddhist temples around the place. In fact, teams will come into contact with some, some monks, uh, during their, their trip there. Uh, the food is amazing. And so that kind of the ability for us to be able to do something like that to me is what really separates this show and always keeps it fresh. Uh, we don't go back to the same place where you're seeing the same thing or the, you know, occasionally we'll get them to repeat a challenge because it's just so good. But generally speaking, what you see in the background is always new and different and fresh. And 
I believe that the world is, is as much a star on the show as any of the people we pick and people really connect with seeing new places on our show. And it's one of the reasons that, that with the writing and with the research that we do, we try to inject some real takeaway for people. What is, what is it about Ho Chi Minh city, for instance, where they go to Vietnam, what is it that makes that place so unique and different? For instance, they have more motorbikes than they have cars. So, you know, we want to give people an insight. Like if they went there, this is what they would expect to see. These are the people that they would expect to come in to contact with. We also get to Uganda. Um, sometimes I, I, people mistakenly think, well, when we say we're going to Africa, that we're going to one country. And I have to remind them that Africa is made up of about 40 something countries, but we, we get to Uganda and, um, and, and that's, a, uh, that's a really, uh, again, just the contrast of say a place like Uganda contrasted with a place like Switzerland, that's what makes the show to me so special. And while a studio show can revamp the set and change up the lighting and throw in some smoke machines, we don't have to do that. This, the, you know, we're in a jungle where there's a beautiful morning mist that didn't come out of a smoke machine. It came from nature. And when our amazing cinematographers capture that, it wows people in a way that to me elevates what this show is all about, which is seeing the world. I mean, that's the thing I said, the starting line, the world is waiting for you. And what I mean by that is let me show you something through the eyes of these teams as they race around the world for a million dollars. You're not just going to see this great competition, but you're also going to see things for the first time. And hopefully it's going to inspire more people to want to get out into the world and travel. Yeah, well, I can't tell you the number of trips I've taken based on having seen something on The Amazing Race. But that being said, is there some place that the show has not gone yet that you are just dying to get them to? Well, it's crazy, but we've never been to Nepal. I would love us to have a shot with teams running through a background of Mount Everest in the background. Can you imagine that? Um, Amazing. Uh, I, 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 I think Nepal is just absolutely stunning, stunning vistas, of course. So I would love us to get there. Um, if the timing was right, it would be awesome to take them to Antarctica, which is the driest place on earth. Um, and it has so much incredible wildlife. The timing is very tricky with that because of the time of year that you can go. There's only certain times you can go. And if you don't get out in time, you can get stuck there for the winter, which <laughs> is not convenient for a race around the world. Um, but I think, I think we've been to, I think we've been to close to a hundred countries now on amazing race, maybe 89, somewhere around there. And, um, and, and so we've still got a, still got a way to go. I mean, I think there's a hundred and if I'm not mistaken, something like 171 registered nations with the United Nations countries with the United Nations. So still lots of places. I grew up on an Island of Antigua. I'd love to take them there. Yeah. Lots of places. Phil, at the start of every season, do you have a pick who you think is going to win the race? And uh, if so, that how, how have your predictions done in the past? So, yes, a full disclosure, uh, we we take picks. Um, 
there's a few of us that are involved, n- normally about 10. Mm-hmm. We all have to pick our, uh, the order of elimination and the order uh, and, and the final three, and then the order for the final three. So we, we put in a massive amount of money into this, like maybe a dollar each. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if that's illegal or not, but uh, anyway, we, we do gamble a little mm-hmm. on it. And, uh, and I can assure you, we don't, you know, we're not affecting the Obviously, outcome of the race. Of course. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that does bring up a point. People say, oh, do you just like randomly throw in a non-elimination or an elimination? And <laughs> so I you win the mind. pool? <laughs> I, I, I did very well this last year. Um, uh, but I always have, I haven't always done well. I did have uh, a couple of picks out of the top three, mm-hmm. um, but it hasn't always been the case. And in, in, in fact, um, someone else in the production did better than me. So, um, but yeah, just with regards to the question that people have about the eliminations and not eliminations, I always just say to them, listen, you, you can't just pull and pull and push those things around. There's flights, there's hotels, there's meals, there's, you know, there's, it has, would have a terrible domino effect if we were just like randomly picking where we wanted limbs and non-eliminations. So when you make those uh, predictions uh, with uh, that select group of people, what's the trait that you're looking for? Or is it something that you uh, can't even uh, put into words? You just uh, see a look. It's a couple of things. First, I, you know, I get to meet them at the auditions. Um, and then uh, I, I get a chance to just talk with them and get a sense of character background um, so it's just a gut instinct, really. I, I'm, I'm, but I just want to clarify here. I've been wrong a lot too. So I'm certainly not an expert. There have been lots of surprises, lots of teams that have surprised me. So who's surprised you the most? Over the years. I mean, the, I would say, look, the, the, the goat farmers surprised me tremendous amount. I mean, they, they ended up winning having never won a leg. Uh, I, I, I did not pick them to go all the way through to, to a win. And, and over the years there have been, you know, Flo and Zach in season three, I never saw them going all the way. In fact, Flo wanted to give up on the second to last leg of the race. We had to convince her to keep going with Zach and they ended up winning. So, uh, yeah, it's, there's been lots of surprises. I never saw, I, I thought for sure the Cowboys would win. Um, the only team to have finished a, a, a speed bump and still um, win a leg. So, yeah, it's, it, I think that's why the show works is it's unpredictable. It's on, on a, on a race with, you know, when Usain Bolt used to go in a running race, you could pretty much tell who was going to win and who was going to be second, third, fourth, all the way down to the last place based on their previous times. When you set these teams out on an amazing race, you have no idea at all. I mean, you, you, you just, you have no idea. And that's what makes it work. It's unpredictable. Bill, are there any twists or changes to the game that are in store for season 31 that you could tell us about? Uh, just, I was just consulting with uh, five lawyers who are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, we, we do have, uh, we do have a, a head, a head to head. Okay. Um, and it's an interesting one. Um, 
you know, the, 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 uh, the head to heads did get some mixed reactions, which, you know, I think anytime you get any reaction, it's a good thing. Get people talking, mm-hmm. uh, people who are like, what is this? And other people are like, this is awesome. So this one is, uh, the one that we have lined up on, uh, on this race is a goodie. It's a real good one. Um, it's, it fits in perfectly with where we are. Uh, so it has an indigenous element to it and created for a really cool moment on the show. Well, I'm so excited to see the head to head come back because I really, I feel like it's going to come into its own. I've enjoyed watching it on other installments of the amazing race in other countries. And I think some of the outcry I've heard has been um, with regard to like where different features of the race, like putting a U-turn before you get to the the detour. Um, I've heard that there's been a little controversy around that. Do you think that um, the placement could be some of the issue that we're having with the head to head? No, I mean, I would say most people like it. And, and um, those people who don't, it's, a lot of times it has to do with a team that maybe they think didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know what the difference is between moving it at the front or the back. I mean, people, you know, some people argue, oh, if you put it at the front, then people have a chance to catch up. But then what's the difference between putting it at the back end and then people are either ahead or they're not, you know, so they're either going to be ahead or behind, you know, chance to catch up. I mean, they have a chance to catch up, whether it's at the front end, the back end or the middle, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, you, 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 you race at the pace you race. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're fast, you're fast. If you're slow, you're slow. All right. Well, we will see how it all plays out on Wednesday night, right after survivor, the season premiere of the amazing race 31 at uh, 9 p.m. right after Survivor. That's 8 Central. And uh, Phil, we're we're very excited. I hope these people are being nice to you on social media. These Amazing Race purists complaining about everything. They should be happy to have these classic teams back and leave you alone, Phil. Listen, I love them. And they can abuse me all they want <laughs> because uh, I, I feel and understand what they're saying. And again, my message to them is to be patient. Give us a chance. Um, it's we're not changing the format. This is a this is a one off thing that we did. It was surprising to to all of us. Uh, very surprising to me. And I think they're going to be they're going to love this way more than uh, than they think. And um, for those amazing race purists, those those OGs of amazing race who go back to day one. Um, I have a podcast with Robin Brennan, the original winners of amazing race that is going to be out on Wednesday um, on my part, my podcast bucket with Phil Kogan. And so um, if they want to hear what it was like for those, the real amazing race OGs, then they can check it out. Okay. Especially for, for the launch of this next amazing race. All right, Phil, Thank you so much. Uh, such a pleasure to uh, get the catch up before the uh, start of the season. We really appreciate you making some time for us and good luck with the new season and good luck with the podcast. Uh, yeah, you got it. And good luck with your podcast too. Thank you, Phil.
I heard you had a podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. All right, you got it. I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, take care. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> we talked to Phil. That was so yes. cool. Yes. So we're going to leave your screaming in, Jess. There you go. Oh, please do. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, if, uh, people are really bullying Phil on uh, with these amazing race OGs. Like they, he's nice enough to be online and then he's got to get an earful from people. Yeah, well, he thinks that's bad. Just wait till the first Big Brother team gets kicked off. You do not want to offend Big Brother Twitter. Hey, Phil, I heard that interview where you said I had a big ego. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so you think that the Big Brother stands might be after Phil? Um, if last season is any indication... Like if if you if you suggest that there's like one hair out of place on their heads, oh Big Brother Twitter comes after you. Well, Jess, come on. The, that uh, in my <laughs> experience, the the Big Brother stands are very understanding. They never get upset about any little thing or take anything out of context. So uh, I I admire Phil their passion. Going to be fine. Bill's going to be fine. Wait till the Rupert stands get through with him after this. Oh dear. Yeah, I forgot about the I forgot about the Rupert stands. Like you don't want to draw the ire of the Rupert tweet. Okay. All right. So Jess, very exciting stuff. Uh, you and Mike will have a recap of all the festivities on uh, the uh, first week out. We'll have our amazing race exit interviews uh, coming up on uh, Thursday this week with Karen filling in for me as I'll be flying back from Philadelphia. And then, of course, uh, Jess, anything else uh, people should be on the lookout for? So, yeah, I've I've got an article going up on a new TV website called primetimer.com, and that should be dropping around the same time this podcast does. So you can go on over there to check out my writings about what you can expect uh, based on what we know of everybody's reality TV resumes up to this point. All right. So thank you guys for checking out uh, this interview with Bill, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we talked to Phil. That was so yes. cool.